one, one, a two, one, a three, one, a four. Inspiration, elevation, knocking right at your door. Aloha mai kako. Aloha. Welcome to Mana Bonds Podcast powered by Pomahina Designs. It's me, Kanoi Lani Davis. And me, Kulani Jeremiah Wan. Aloha kako. Aloha. Today's daily Mana Bomb is, really? It's you against your standards. When you hit them, can you handle what others think? The focus is breakthroughs. The engagement, sometimes we don't do well with change, even if it's good for you. We have become creatures of comfort. How often do we elevate and find ourselves back? In the trauma. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this part is really interesting to me because uh, we had a discussion about this uh, in our recent travels in Vegas when, where uh, you had asked me a question and we were talking about, uh, we were recording a, a previous monobomb and we were talking about whole bags. <laughs> and looking at standards right the standards of a person and and so that was the first thing that kind of came to mind when I, I reread this piece what I und- what I would like to say about this is about self-awareness and making sure that you understand who you are in order for kind of move forward so really it's you against your standards when you hit them can you handle what others think it shouldn't really matter what others think it should truly matter what you think. And as long as you're okay with the choices that you made and that you're, you feel like it's the best choice in those situations, I think we good. Yeah. I like that. And I think that's important for us to actualize and be okay with. One of the biggest things though I always do say is, is when we do make these choices, I notice that this generation in this time, people say things like that, but then don't take accountability for their actions. And so it's okay to accept who you are and your standards. But if it's affecting others, then those standards don't mix with other people's standards and you have to remove yourself or take accountability for it. And so I think it's good to have this feeling of knowing who you are and being okay with whatever that your standards could be different from other people's standards by far. But we also have to re- remember too, yeah, like we are not a self-centered community. Everything doesn't revolve around us, that we still have to interact with the world in some way, shape or form. And how well do we blend into these spaces without it being con- conflict, yeah? And if it if is, and I always say, right, like just don't do no harm to others. And, and usually when we hear harm, we think some of us think, um, like for me, I think harm as very physical. Others think harm as a very emotional and detrimental to the sustainability of anything. So so it can go different ways and you have different thoughts on that or people around us. But yeah, I think being uh knowing who you are, if you're okay with your standards and you're and that's where you want to be, I think staying there is up to you. You'll be valued in your standards as you will value others in their standards. And then as long as we don't do any harm or for other people on the way out. I think we're okay. I think that's solid. Yeah. It's a good building block, right? To know, kind of know who you are so that when you do start to interact in ways with other people, you kind of recognize, ooh, there's a difference here. Uh, ooh, she's thinking a different way. So then you get perspectives that are not yours. The foundation that you have is truly what creates your standards, right? All the ex- experiences that you've had in your lifetime, the opportunities that have been afforded you. And once you have those things under your belt, you should be able to kind of clearly assess your situation for self. 
like you said, recognize that all of the interactions that you have with other people will also help build your standards as well. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, totally. And that's a good way of sharing that is the experiential part. Uh, is like, what did you do in life? What have you gone through? What have you seen? And yeah, just build standards. We were doing something. I don't remember what it was. There's been a couple of things, but <laughs> oh, White Castle was one of them. Right. Yep. Um, White Castle, everybody's like, you got to taste White Castle. White Castle is so great. White Castle is White Castle that, or, you know, some of the other things in and outs and whatever, all the things that we don't have in Hawaii. Then you go, you're like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And you go, and then you're like, what the hell? What what, (laughs) would you just spend this money on and time in for what? You know, and granted, we have to live a certain time, right? That's why kupuna are so revered is because of their experience, not because they're super intelligent people with alien minds who know everything, <laughs> but they've been through some things. They've seen things like, mm-hmm. but by choice or not by choice, that White Castle is a great example of like, <laughs> this is the standard of a lot of people. Yeah. You've never had anything good in life. You have something good. Then you recognize how, like what you can't go back. You can't go back to mediocre. You can't go back to standard. If you're always standard, that means either one, you've never experienced anything good in life. You need to be quiet and start living some life or give yourself the opportunity to do something for yourself, to give yourself these experiences instead of just sitting around knowing it all, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yes, White Castle is an experience. But also, I think what has been refreshing is realizing that I can do these or participate in these experiences for the first time for many things and (laughs) surprise you because you were like, wait, what? You've never? I'm like, nah. And you're like, yeah, I think I I laugh at at the amount of experiences that you've had versus the amount that I've had, which is way, way different. (laughs) way different but these are the things that we we both had all these experiences over these years and as a result these are how our standards are created and recognizing that we have different standards but we can always come together and come to an understanding of hey this is what I'm thinking help me understand you know maybe from another view another viewpoint or in in a different light so I can be better in my choice or I can understand why I'm Thinking in this particular way, you know, a lot of times we have to make sure that we know what we're talking about. And when we have no clue, just say it. <laughs> That's one thing I had to learn about. Just like, I don't know. <laughs> I, that, don't I mean, know that's sometimes. a good reason to think about why do we fake it? Why do we yeah. act for something we're not? Because here's the irony in that, y'all. When you act, you know, like people who've actually had experiences, they can tell the difference. And you know what? It makes somebody look less deaf. Like even if you're pulling through and like faking it, your actions show up. Real people who have been through some shit will call you out or not work with you because it's all fluff. It's good that you've recognized that too within yourself and wanting to be someplace where you're not or wanting to be something that we, you're not ready yet. And then being able to go, you know, I'm not, but I'm going to learn and I'm going to show up. I'm going to have these experiences so that I can talk about certain things fully. Like I know something. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, you know, when we talk about like being thrown to the wolves or being thrown in the shark's tank, it becomes survival. Uh-huh. They get out of that. And if you don't, you're going to find out real quick. And in some cases, I think there's, there's probably like 10% that actually survive that. And that 90% die. 
legit. You gotta figure out which percentage are you because not everybody survives a shark tank. Not everybody survives being thrown to the wolves. So, and then the ones who do survive are the ones you want to have on your team. Those are the ones you want to have behind you because uh, the other ones obviously didn't make it. They're them, t- they're them, they're them tier threes that just, they're the White Castle tier threes. You just want to <laughs> get rid of them slowly. <laughs> mahalo, but mahalo. <laughs> yeah, mahalo, but mahalo. <laughs> I like that. That's a shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mahalo, but mahalo. <laughs> really appreciated this one. And again, I always enjoy reread right before we record because it brings it back to right to the front of my brain. <laughs> my experiential brain. I want to thank you for always throwing stuff out there like this for people to see, to hear, to listen so that they can, you know, some people are searching for answers that sometimes aren't out there and th- they stumble across our Mana Bombs podcast and they're like, hey, that makes sense. Hey, I can relate. And so thank you for these. Yeah, I'm, I had to go back and go look and see what I wrote. <laughs> oh, the Papa, oh, the ba- boundaries. So in Ho- the art of Ho'amana, which is uh, similar to the art of Ho'oponopono, is the battle against yourself. One of the things I do within Ho'amana is I talk about boundaries, but I talk about it from a very uh, Kanaka perspective. And we call those papohaku. These are rock walls that were used as boundaries in the past. And they were dry stack, meaning they weren't put with cement and they're movable. Why do I use this metaphor, analogy, uh, Kauna in Ho'amana is because I always ask people, right, a visual understanding of why do we even create boundaries? Is it to keep people in or is it to keep people out? And you have to ask yourself that because back in a time where people pillaged, right, and conquered and they were willing to kill babies, mothers, and whomever was in their way, the walls were built to keep people in and keep certain people out for survival. Uh, that mentality has followed us into this future emotionally and mentally. And so uh, most times we have gone through enough trauma. We have emotionally been pillaged by another person and whether it be relationship through our parents, through growing up, we have this rock wall that protects us from anybody who's going to come in and do the same thing to us, right? Because we don't want to go through that again. Who the hell wants to go through that again? But what happens to that is when we seclude ourselves within these rock walls that are permanent, one, we don't get experiences, right? So we don't know even our capability of how we can survive outside of the walls. And just think of Moana going beyond the reef, hey. how do we get outside of that. And what experiences can I handle that, you know, and, and how sheltered are we mentally and physically and emotionally? Whereas the other side of this is talking about, do we keep these boundaries to keep ourselves safe or inside so we don't hurt others. And that is also a real thing too. I know I've been, for me, that's always, most of the time has been the case is I don't want to hurt anybody else. I, I really want to fix who I am and heal and like just not hurt anyone. But I find myself also, that's also constraining. That limits my uh, interaction. That limits me from knowing Am I ready to go outside that fear of going outside of myself, that fear of elevating, right? So so we have these boundaries and we have to understand, are they to keep things in or out? One good analogy I want to put in there, aside from, you know, Moana and like saving ourselves is our home. 
Our home has four walls that we are able to go in and out of daily. If we were so afraid of the world, we would be in the house all day long being a hermit. Or if we're avoiding coming home because of whatever things we have to sit mentally with and emotionally with, then we'd be outside and never come home. The home is a safe space. And if we can look at our, look at our boundaries and our papuhaku as a safe place, then we can understand we can move in and out of it as much as we want. And the Hawaiians were very smart. They did dry stacking. So they understood this ability of impermanence. And I want us to really, really, really stick with this word impermanence. Impermanence is this understanding that nothing is permanent. So that feeling of uh, hurt or that feeling of discouragement within ourselves, or maybe somebody just told us, oh, you ugly, that feeling of judgment, whatever, that's impermanent. And that's our choice. We are also, our emotions can also be like dry stack, papuhaku, um, and that, that boundary of whether or not we're going to accept it and make it permanent in our lives or not. So I love these analogies. These are things that I use in Ho'amana so that we can we can better place ourselves in this world, be able to reset knowing that nothing is permanent, that feeling inside is not permanent. Even, even taking things for granted, right? That love, that joy, that aloha for somebody and your friendships and your children or your partners or your whatever, you, you know, the aina that you love and you, you go out to. If we take those things for granted, those things are disappear. And then we'll wonder why. So if we can't take everything permanently, the junk feelings, the yuck feelings, and we can't take everything per- permanently, the good as well, because we'll be left with nothing. So just want to say leave that there. Yeah. After reading the your caption that you placed, I, I think the biggest thing for me was it's okay being me at the end of the day, just knowing that it's okay, you know, to be self uh, not be self-absorbed or self, you know, like that, but just it's okay being who you are based on what you're learning. As long as you remember that, like you said, with the papuhaku and with the four walls of your home being that safe space for you, as long as you remember that you'd have to get out in order to have those experiences. So go have them, go have them and learn more about yourself so that at the end of the day, you good, you good with you, you good with what's around you. Your life is more plentiful as okay. a result. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Abundance tracks abundance. So it can be abundant junk or abundant good. <laughs> like a trust. Like, so all right. All right, folks. Well, hopefully that helped out in some way, shape, or form. What's your papa haku? Are you in it? Are you outside of it? Are you stuck? Or is it movable? Something to think about. All right, signing off from the island of Molokai. It's me, Kanoilani Davis. Have a great weekend, Kako. It's your girl, Kulani, Jeremiah Wong. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.